We are back. Hi, it's Heike. This is the first episode after the summer, and I'm super excited that you're here with me and joining in at the Pursue Your Spark podcast, where, like today, I host a solo session or I invite amazing guests on the show. I hope that you took the summer and did all the things you've been wanting to do for so long, that you reconnected with friends, that you went on vacations, that you took a little trip, that you visited family, whatever it is this summer, I hope you had the best time. Today, I want to talk about something that has cropped up over the last couple of months in my Facebook community. And what's been happening is that you followed a nutrition and fitness program for the longest time and you reached your goals. You're so proud of yourself that you stayed consistent. But then something happened. And during one of your Netflix binges, we all have them, the snack gremlins come out and you can't help it but give in. You know better and that you have your hard-earned efforts vanish almost in front of your eyes if this habit continues. You're thinking, why am I doing this to myself? Why am I sabotaging what I worked so hard for? I'm sharing my five ways to stop self-sabotaging forever in this episode. So let's dive in. I'm Heike Yates, a fitness and nutrition coach with 30 years of experience. I empower empty nester moms over 50 to take back their health and strength to feel vibrant in their second half of life. Right now, you're joined by thousands of empty nester moms around the world who stop dimming their light and instead ignite their spark. On this podcast, I do what I do best, taking complicated information about fitness, nutrition, and mindset strategies, and breaking it down into baby steps that are simple, actionable, and reliable, so you can implement them into your life. I regularly interview some of the most inspiring guests who share their honest stories on how they went from their worst to their best in life so that you know you're not alone in your struggles. Join me as we redefine what aging looks and feels like by taking action and saying, yes, I can. This is the Pursue Your Spark podcast. I told my friend about the idea of recording an episode talking about self-sabotage and she said, I'm sitting here thinking about just that. I did good all day yesterday and in the evening, I made a bad choice. I'm really down on myself for doing that and not sticking to my guns. I let my friend have her way as we shared an entree and it wasn't what I wanted for myself. And I told her, Number one, there is no good or bad choices. We just make choices in the moment. And some of them may not align with our goals, but may as it be. Does that story sound familiar? Setting goals and 
being consistent is not easy. And many of us give in to when there's temptation or we simply don't feel like it, like with exercise. We tell ourselves that just once is okay, but notice that the once turns into a frequent excuse. Why we can stay on target of our health goals and our fitness goals. In the end, we feel helpless, frustrated by the lack of motivation, and in the end, feel defeated because we just can't do it. So what is self-sabotage? Self-sabotage is when you undermine your own goals and values. Even if there is something you really want and you know it's good for you, but you ultimately, you do things that directly conflict with that goal. And the holidays are a great example. As we treat ourselves to the goodies that we only make during that time, but we feel like we're cheating, So we feel horrible that we exercise less and eat more of the things we never eat. And it seems almost impossible to get back to the healthy habits after the holidays. And we're beating ourselves up for it and we we feel stuck in that hamster wheel. Let me share another story from Susan. Susan lost 60 pounds and she says, I was doing really great. Then for some reason, I don't know, I slowly gained the weight all back. I keep trying to start again, but ultimately I fail. I'm not sure what the reason is. I need an answer to this question too. And it makes me feel horrible. Not just mentally, but physically, because the extra weight just causes more pain on my joints And I have a hard time breathing when I walk. I have asthma, so it all adds up in the end. What are some of the signs that we're sabotaging or self-sabotaging our efforts? We tend to procrastinate. Saying, now it's not a good time, I'll do it later, or I'm kind of really busy, not now. I could start it when. And that means that we never start or we dwell on mistakes. We're beating ourselves up and telling ourselves, why did I do this to myself? I'm not good at this. I can't do this. I'm not worthy. Or we break a promise that you made to ourselves. And you tell yourself, oh, it's just okay. Nobody else notices. It's just me and... I'm okay with breaking a promise to myself, maybe. Or you're intensely fearful or full of criticism, telling yourself that I can't do anything. I'm not good at anything. I have tried all this and I just can't do it. I can't work it. I'm bad at this and so on. Or you refuse to ask for help. I don't need anyone. I got this, knowing full well that help would be great. Or you make excuses for your behavior. It's not a good time right now. It's too much, I can't do it. Oh, I just felt like it. Or you don't set boundaries with yourself and others. 
like in our earlier example, my friend made me do it. I would have never eaten it. Oh, it's okay, just once, maybe twice. I'm fine. I'm good. I, I, I'm going to reel it in whenever I'm ready. And finally, prioritize what's comfortable rather than healthy. I know I should exercise, but it's so comfortable sitting on the couch reading a book, my feet up with a comfy pillow. Do any of those resonate with you? Are they something that you can see yourself doing or a combination out of those? There are two forms of self-sabotage. Self-sabotaging behaviors can be both conscious and unconscious, depending on how aware you are of them. With the conscious self-sabotage is when you are aware of the fact that when you're doing whatever it is, undermines one of your goals or values. For instance, planning your workouts, but instead you read a book. You make a conscious choice that you're reading the book instead of working out. The unconscious self-sabotage is when you do something that undermines a goal or value, but you don't realize it until after the fact. Meal prepping has worked well for staying on track of healthy eating habits, but suddenly you don't feel like meal prepping and just pick up junk food while shopping at the grocery store instead. And you come home and you look in your shopping cart and you go, oh crap, I didn't mean to do that. You know, everyone self-sabotages at one point or another in life. For some people, it's only on occasion with minor consequences. For instance, missing one run during the week. It's not going to break the bank. But for others, it's a chronic pattern. And that leads to a major setback in your health and in your life. Some of the three main self-sabotaging habits I will talk about in just a moment is find out what might be your self-limiting or self-destructive behavior be that holds you back and undermines your progress from the three that I'll be talking about. Procrastination. Everyone procrastinates from time to time. Putting your runoff until the rain stops, not meal prepping on Sunday and, and instead watching a show on Netflix. These behaviors hold many people back for just no good reason. We just don't feel like it sometimes. Negative self-talk. If all you do is putting yourself down and talk negatively to yourself, then nothing will make you believe in yourself. As a result, you'll never succeed because you never try. And if you try, you tell yourself you're not any good at this and in the end, give up. Perfectionism. If you're waiting to be perfect to do what needs to get done, you'll wait forever because nobody and nothing is ever perfect, which also connects a little bit with the negative self-talk. So if you're waiting for the perfect time to start a workout program, it will never come because there will always be something that's just not perfect right for that time, that you don't have the right shoes, that you don't have the right program, that you have a lot of work and that needs to get done first. 
And it has to be the perfect environment. And it never gets done. And you never succeed. And looking for a simple answer, a quick fix, is often a sign that you don't fully understand what self-sabotage really is and what it takes to work through it. If you want to stop self-sabotaging, you need to understand why you're doing it and what void it fills. And then get creative about identifying healthier, less destructive ways to meet that need. So let's dive in to the five ways to stop self-sabotaging forever. Number one, understand why you're self-sabotaging yourself is a major step in the right direction. When you try to stop self-sabotaging, we tell ourselves to get tough, get over it, and have more willpower, which doesn't work at all, ever. This feels good in the moment because we feel in charge, but it misses the most important step to overcoming self-sabotage, and that is understanding what the need to self-sabotage feeds. I want you to be kind to yourself and understand why you can't commit to your healthy habits and what purpose the self-sabotaging habit serves. Is it because of fears, anxiety, or because over the years, now that you're 50, you became less self-confident? Is it because you're hypersensitive to everything around you? Are you an introvert and lack social skills? If you can ask yourself these questions, you're likely to find the cause or the causes of those self-limiting beliefs and attitudes or thoughts. Let me give you a couple of examples. If you want to stop stress eating, you need to understand that this behavior will make you feel less alone when you feel lonely. So every time you're lonely, you eat. If you want to stop procrastinating, you need to understand that that behavior helps you avoid fear of failure or success. Nothing will get ever done. So the longer you procrastinate, the better off you are in the moment. If you want to stop drinking too much, you need to understand that alcohol serves to alleviate after-work stress. So the void that you fill is the stress after work. And you need to fill the void with other healthier habits. It's important to understand what void self-sabotaging is filling only then Will you be able to create other healthier habits that feel that void of loneliness, of fear of failure, of work stress? This way you create alternative habits and give up self-sabotaging for good. Here's an action step for you. I want you to think about, after listening to this episode, maybe you listen to it again, what your self-sabotaging behaviors are. 
write them down. And if you don't come up with them, notice them in the moment. Remember, I talked about conscious and unconscious self-sabotaging behaviors. And you may just notice, oh, I went to the grocery store and I got all the Doritos that I don't want. This is when you go back to your piece of paper, to your tablet, to your phone and write down the habit and what you choose or the, the, uh, the feeling you have, I should say, the feeling you have and what habit you chose to compensate with. It's like, oh man, I'm so stressed. And you come home with a six pack of beer or two. There is your answer. So whatever it is, write it down and start realistic. And then we'll get to how we solve that problem in a little bit. Number two is you got to be realistic. It is important to understand what is going on in your life and not what somebody else's life is doing. Everybody is so different that you don't know that somebody may binge drink because they're stressed and not lonely. So everybody's different. Be realistic that nobody is perfect and striving to be perfect makes or creates some standards impossible to reach. As a perfectionist, you'll most likely be physically and mentally stressed trying to make everything perfect. But at the end of the day, you're not able to meet your own perfect standard that you strive for. I want you to be realistic with your expectations that they will help you be yourself and you'll obtain the goals with less stress. Besides, perfectionism will stop you from taking action on your goals because you'll wait, and I said this before, until the time is right. And the time will never be right, leading to self-sabotaging yourself. So be realistic. And number three, now I told you all the things that are happening. Now we need to plan and anticipate those roadblocks that are clearly coming your way. It is easy to stick to a new behavior and good intention when everything is just perfect, peachy and bright. But when you stop self-sabotaging yourself forever, then you need a backup plan. When things get tough, when times get tough, when the holidays roll around, when the friend's tempting you, when your inner you says, ah, I'm just not perfect, this is just not right. We need backup plans. I always have a backup plan. What if you, ident if you identified your alternative habits, your, your healthier habit, but life gets in the way of applying those new behaviors? What? Let's give you some example. What if you didn't shop for any fresh fruits or vegetables and you're stopped? You're going, I wish I'd done that. What if your coworkers invite you to happy hour after work? Oh, I so want to go. Yeah, a drink would be great after work. What if your friends wants you to share dessert with them that you didn't plan for? Oh, should I? What should I say? Can I stand up for myself? Here are some examples on how to anticipate roadblocks and to create a strategy for overcoming them. And of course, I want you to create your own. So here we go. If you want to keep healthy snacks on hand instead of junk food, how about you set up a reoccurring order of nuts and seeds so always have a healthy snack at home. 
If you want to chat with a friend when you're lonely, make sure you have at least two or three people you can call because if that one person doesn't answer and you really need to talk, you're not stuck when that one person doesn't answer. And if you want to exercise daily, but know that before dinner, you hang out on social media on your phone and you just waste time scrolling like crazy up and down and then you look at the clock and you know it's two hours has passed, get rid of the apps on your phone. And that could be a tough one if you love social media. That if they're not on your phone, you can't start scrolling. So not wasting time on social media. So anticipate roadblocks. So start by figuring out what you self-sabotage, what the void is that you're feeding, and then create a plan when stuff happens. And this could all be written down. It's all great. Google Docs is the way to go, I think. Easy, open up Google Docs, write it down, and you can see it. And when I always say, we log something, we write it down, we're tracking it, we know exactly what happens. Number four is change your behavior. Because honestly, no matter how well you planned and prepared, your new habits will feel emotionally hard at times, like I said, with a phone. You know, it's tough to delete those apps. It will feel tough if you give up the ice cream and instead eat the almonds that are in front of you. You're thinking, oh, that chunky monkey would taste so much better. Oh man, I miss it. Or talking to your friend is amazing, but giving up on that quick gratification, using a drink instead, normally that you would take a drink instead, will feel hard. You're thinking, okay, I should call my friend. Oh man, I just have a glass of wine. It's easier. Tough. Choosing exercise over social media will make you feel like you're missing out on chit-chat. You're missing out what's happening in the Facebook or Instagram or TikTok world. And it's an emotional feeling. All these three examples are tied into, ah, oh, ice cream, man, yeah. I love ice cream when, I, when, when times are tough. I love that drink when I'm stressed, but I should actually be talking to my friend. Ah, social media. If I miss out on something, oh my goodness, the world will go under. But here's the thing. In order to form new habits, we have to let go of the ones that no longer serve us. Which isn't an intellectual problem of being ready with a good strategy. It is an emotional tolerance problem. This is so true for replacing self-sabotaging behaviors and replacing them with new and healthy habits that are so beneficial for your health and your well-being. And as always, we're not breaking down the door. We're starting with baby steps. Find out what comes up for you when you let go of your old self-sabotaging behavior and instead pursue a new habit. So emotions like sadness, anger, fear, frustration. Next, 
When does that emotion come up in other parts of your life? For instance, you're frustrated, frustrated when there is not enough produce in the grocery store and you're looking at the shelf being half empty. Instead now of instantly doing something about that feeling, wait and distract yourself and practice tolerance or tolerating it for a while. For instance, instead of pulling out your phone to scroll through social media when you're frustrated, try to practice doing nothing. This is going to be hard. And let yourself feel frustrated just for 10, 20, maybe even 30 seconds. Or that you're frustrated there's not enough produce in the grocery store. Don't just stomp off and complain. Don't just buy whatever's next. Let it sit. And finally, gradually build up your tolerance for that particular emotion in other areas of life. So always take a step back, take a breath or two, wait for a little while and see what comes up. This is going to be an eye-opening experience and experiment if you've never done this before. Number five, surround yourself with a supportive community. The people you surround yourself with have a huge impact in all aspects of life. Just like in the story with my friend, whose friend convinced her to share a meal she didn't want to eat. Most people who sabotage themselves do so because the people around them, haha, friends, family, co-workers, are mostly self-saboteurs themselves. Because why would they ask you to eat something, that cookie for instance, and keep asking, and you said, no, I don't want a cookie, and they say, hey, they're really good and I'm eating one too. Or those that don't exercise and keep stopping you from going for your exercise class because they don't like the class. They hate to sweat. And they keep telling you that the class doesn't work anyways. Build on your behavior of saying no. Stand up for yourself is super important when it comes to self-sabotage. Tell that friend, no, I don't. And if it takes three or four times that you say no, tell them that you don't need this, you don't want this, and that they should stop pressuring you. Be quite honest, be blunt, lay it all out there. Stay away from the naysayers and the ones that always have a reason to say no, meaning this is not good. You should eat this, not that. Do this, not that. Are they pessimists? Are they seeing the glass half empty? After a while, you start believing their stories and attitudes and start doubting yourself and start undermining yourself without even knowing it. Have you noticed that sometimes that when you're around somebody negative, you start speaking negatively as well? Stay away from negative people that are not supporting you and your healthy lifestyle and set up your boundaries. Make sure that they know what your boundaries are and don't be afraid to voice them, voice your boundaries that no, you don't want to eat the cookie. No, the cookie doesn't need to be here and it's not okay that they keep asking you all the time to eat the cookie if you had a cookie or not. So 
Remember, it's not enough to adopt alternative habits in order to avoid self-sabotaging yourself. You need a plan of action when roadblocks appear, absolutely. When you first start implementing your new steps, you need a little bit of help. If you want to stop self-sabotaging for good, the key is to understand what need it serves, what void it serves, then develop alternative habits that fill the same need in a healthier and much more productive way. I hope, my friends, that this episode is helping you take the first steps to stop self-sabotaging yourself forever. And I want you to start by understanding why you're self-sabotaging yourself. Be realistic why and what happens. Anticipate and plan with roadblocks for when things are not perfect. Start changing your behaviors with baby steps, one foot in front of the other, and surround yourself with a supportive community that is supportive of your healthy goals and healthy fitness and wellness goals and your goals in life, that they are supportive. I hope this episode helped you take a glimpse, start taking action, and I love to hear from you. How is it going? Have you started taking the first steps? Are you stuck and you'd like to talk to me? Please reach out to me on Instagram at Heike Yates and chat with me there or on Facebook at Heike Yates. Pursue your spark and let's have a conversation. How I can help you overcome self-sabotage or stop self-sabotage forever. So with this, my friends, this is today's episode and I am out of here and I will see you next week on the Pursue Your Spark podcast. Thanks for being here. Ciao.